afternoon, Lake Norman and beyond. Welcome to this week's Know the Scene. I'm your host, Justin Dion. Uh, your weekly show here to talk about what the scene is in these communities that we live in. What's the scene, man? What do you watch? What are you enjoying? What are you listening to? What are you eating? What are you drinking? Who do you hang out with? Where do you like to hang out? All those things. So that's what makes a scene, and that's what we talk about here. So uh, we're excited, everyone. we got a great show today. Great show for you. Um, we have uh, magician Eric Jones here with us. He's going to join us in just a second. Before we jump into that, I want to uh, just, you know, tell everyone what's going on. Uh, so lots, lots going on in the community right now. Hopefully everybody's enjoying all these great, all these great kind of fall things happening around here. We got the Ren Fair going on, North Carolina Renaissance Fair, one of the biggest in the country. Uh, make sure y'all check that out. Get your tickets in advance because that fills up. Um, we've got some great performances uh, from our local local theater companies. Um, great concerts considering around the area. Uh, Kane Center for the Arts. We just had our, our weekend off last weekend, which was great because we haven't had one of those in like eight weeks. Um, and we're walking into this great show with, with Mr. Eric this weekend. Next weekend, we've got Chatham County Line, uh, Bluegrass uh, Band Chatham County Line next Friday. And then we've got an awesome gospel um, gospel performance by Trey McLaughlin and the Sounds of Zamar coming that Saturday and Sunday. Trey was on last week. It was great to chat with him. Um, but for today, let's jump right in. Mr. Eric Jones, Eric, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? How's everyone doing? Man, we're good. We're good. We're glad you're here, man. Where are you coming to us from today? Uh, so I am currently in Philadelphia, at my home in Philadelphia, uh, still recovering. I just flew home from Fiji, getting off a cruise ship, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. So yeah, I was wondering if we were going to catch you, like if you were going to be home base and then come in or are you going to be on your way? Like you're going to, I know you're going to play this weekend, Saturday night for us. Are you going to play us? And then are you basically hopping and doing us on your way to another ship? Yeah. So what's going to happen with me is I'm going to work with you all at the King Center for the Arts, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and then I, I drive back home or fly back home rather. I've got a couple of local events and then I'll be flying back to Charlotte uh, the following weekend to speak at a conference. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, then one more week, and then I go back to the ships. So at a conference in Charlotte? In Charlotte, yeah. Oh, what conference it's is that? It's actually a magic conference of all things. Really? There's a magic convention called the Tri-Cities Magic Convention that's been going on for the past 15 years. I've been lucky uh, to be friends with the guys. They've been asking me to come for years, but I have such a busy performing schedule that I haven't been able to, to hang out with them. So I found a little gap in my schedule, they were able to accommodate, and I, I'm going to fly in on Friday. Uh, I'll be performing, I'll be speaking at the conference, and then I'll do the evening show at the conference, and then I'll fly back out and I'll go to Amsterdam to film a project. Wow! Uh, the first week in November. That's so cool. So there's so there's a, ma a magic conference in Charlotte in two yeah. two weeks. Is that about right? I'm guessing two weeks or yeah. next week. Next weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend. Wow, that's awesome, dude. I have to put that on my calendar. Got it. You got, should. It's going to be a lot of fun. Them. See, see if you can get me in in there, so I can come down to that, come down to that conference. That's awesome, man. Well, so so congratulations. First off, like I gotta say, on your career thus far. I mean, like it's really cool. Like for me, like as I as I mentioned to you earlier. So so just so everyone knows. So I saw Eric on. Our family went on a Disney cruise, um, back in January, and this man, I saw I saw your regular time show in the big theater this was on the fantasy and then even went to the late night show that you did too 
because um, I wanted to oh, see yeah. both. Um, uh, and it was great, man. And I was just so impressed with, with, you know, your act and you and, and that was really great you know, how you blend it all together. And, um, and then I, you know, I, I looked you up on Instagram, found your agent's information. We got you booked in here, but as I've spent more time later, like developing as like a fan of yours as well, it's been really cool to go back and research and kind of see some of your journey along the way, which you really have built, man. And that is, I mean, I'm, that's awesome. Like, congratulations. Well, God's help one brick at a time, man. That's the only way we can do it. That's the only way we fly it. Uh, you know, I've, I've had a really interesting journey. Um, you know, I, I started off, uh, I'm not originally from Philly. I lived um, in Central Virginia. I was oh. born in Richmond. What? In Richmond, Virginia. really? Yeah. That's cool, MTV. man. <laughs> That's awesome. And I grew up right outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, and uh, when I graduated high school, I ended up with a full academic scholarship to Cornell University. I was studying structural engineering. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I ended up dropping out my second year to perform magic, to work with a guy named David Blaine, creating what? magic. Yeah, I no also got a chance to work with Chris Angel. Um, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you just, did you just drop? Did you just drop? Just randomly, like, oh, David Blaine's going to drop. Well, that, David it's not no meant to be a mic drop, you know. <laughs> you know, just telling the story. No big deal. Know? Just David Blaine. <laughs> but um, here's the cool thing: before I had a chance to be on any television, I wasn't the size I am now. I was actually 322 pounds. Uh, my father passed away. He had complications with his diabetes. I didn't mm. know about those complications, so I wanted to take my health more seriously. Mm. So over a course of four and a half years, I started losing weight. And when I started losing weight, a lot of people started taking opportunities, uh, giving me opportunities, taking risks on me, and allowed me to be on television. So I've been on wow. TV in 19 different countries, yeah. and that led me to being able to fool Penn and Teller on their TV shows. Yeah. Got the trophy That's right, right here. Yeah, I noticed it. I noticed it. <laughs> And, you know, I was lucky enough to be a finalist on America's Got Talent. So it's been a lot of fun. Congratulations. Of fun. Wow, man. Congratulations on all that. I mean, just how, how awesome, man. Like to build, to build a career out of something that you love, out of, out of a discipline, out of an art, right? Like that's one of the things I, I want to talk as we continue the show today. Like I always like to unpack with, with the artists that we have on and the folks we have on, like what are the things that, that that took you to where you are, right? Like what are those pieces of your journey that really were keys, wow. right? Cause I, I like to think that there are maybe people listening or, you know, moms or dads listening or kids listening or something that, that maybe somewhere they're like, man, my kid wants to do this, but I think they're crazy. And it's like, yeah. well, hang on, like, but listen, like, you know, but just listen, it, I mean, it can, it can, it can happen, you know? So that's awesome, man. So, so, all right, well, let's, let's, uh, if, if, uh, we can, I know you're going to want, I know you've, you got, at least one, one trick plan for us today. But I want to, uh, before we get into those, can we kind of start at the beginning real quick? So tell me at what point, I mean, obviously you didn't just meet David Blaine and get into magic. No, no, right. no. It was a heck of a process. Right. Right. It, may be, it may be too long to do uh, at the tail end of this segment. Uh, but what I do want to say is if you are willing to stay around, I've got a lot of magic planned, not just with the cards, oh. but with Whoa. time itself. Y'all, listen, if y'all are not on if y'all are not on Facebook Live or Zoom Live right now, pull over the car. If you're listening on there, watch this. The man just right, he just did it. And like it was nothing. That's see, that's what I'm saying. Like, Bill, you gotta come this weekend. I'm telling Bill he's gotta come this weekend. I'm like, you yes, can't Bill, come. You cannot miss family. the show. Like, this is gonna be so cool, man. Like to, to have this kind of talent in I'm our community. I'm convinced that was awesome. <laughs> I'll yeah, be I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, man. The guy just he oh, just turned it. Sorry for those. You, so I'm I'm gonna I'm forced to do that radio thing, 
We're like, he literally just, a, a car just turned into a watch. Just, it just oh, turned yeah, into yeah. a watch okay, it, yeah, in yeah, front of us. He just, he just did it. All right, we're going to go to quick break. We're going to come back. And uh, after the break, we're going to dive more into Eric's, where he came from and, and how, he, how he decided to get into this and where he learned his discipline and then maybe some more magic too. So don't leave us. Coming right back, this week's Know the Scene. All right, we're back. We're not going to let the music play for too long. We got, we're having too much fun today, y'all. I'm not kidding, man. This is, this is so much fun today. I needed this today, too, Eric. I got to tell you. It was, it was a little bit of a day for me here and, and getting to chat with you and, and have some, you know, just the joy of magic, right? Oh, like, like the man, joy yeah. of what, what you do has to be so rewarding for you, too, because you just know, like you, you just said it earlier, and I'm going to ask you to repeat that story a little bit, but you said you did a trick at some point in your career, I'm not going to give it away, and you said the woman's pupils dilated and her jaw dropped. Dropped. Dude, that yeah. is what you get to do for a living. It's, it's you know what I mean? Incredible. Like. It's a blessing, man. It really is. Um, what I always say, the way I describe what I do is I, I take your five senses and I use them against you to create the illusion of a sixth. And the, the, the high that I get from being able to share these experiences with you is unlike anything else on the planet. Wow. It's, a, it's a love and it's not what I do. It's who I am. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, all right. So during the break, and by the way, um, you can, uh, after the show, guys, uh, and those who are listening, you can watch the show later on. It'll be up on, on YouTube to watch later. So you can see some of the stuff. You also get to see some of the stuff that happens during break if you're listening. Um, or also you can uh, download and listen to this episode um, posthumously on, um, on the podcasts. Apple Podcasts, um, so you can catch all this, and then you can rewatch it again and try to see, and get fooled over and over and over time again. Because that's always the thing no, is, you, 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 yeah, you, 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 you always think you can go back and watch them. Like I'm gonna catch them this time. You can't. You can't catch them, guys. You can't do it. You can do it frame by frame. You'll you won't you, see anything. I love that's it. The point. I so, love it. I love it too. So Eric told so, a story. Know, tell to re repeat that story a little bit for me. You don't have to go. You don't have to say everything you did if you don't want, but repeat that story because I think it's important for Arnest to hear about you're at Cornell, you see this guy do magic, you decide you're going to go to New York and, and meet him, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so and I so ended up take, waiting in yeah. line outside of a Barnes & Noble so that hopefully I could uh, show him a couple of these magic tricks that I created based on the things that he showed us in school because I went to the public library, took out some books, and I used those books to recreate the tricks that he did on stage. Um, so I was hoping to meet him, uh, but I got to meet his publicist instead, and I showed her the magic. And uh, she was completely fooled. Her, like I said, her pupils dilated, her jaw went slack. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you're incredible. But he can't meet you today. So here's my card. The next time you find yourself in the city, look me up and I'll introduce you. Uh, so when I went, was going to go home for spring break, I gave her a call. She gave me an address. And I got to spend seven and a half hours with David Blaine, the guy who started it all for me. And uh, he ended up convincing my family to let me drop out of Cornell to work for him full time because two of the tricks that I created fooled him even though they were based on things that i did while I, that he showed us while i was at school and uh, that started a great path i got to work with him for a couple of years uh, and then i got another call and i got to work with a guy named chris angel on a show called mind freak uh, so i got to create some tricks there and then 
I ended up doing the same thing for a guy named Dynamo who works out in uh, the UK. He's the official magician for Adidas in the UK. Um, And then uh, one of the things I mentioned is that I was very heavy. I used to be 322 pounds at my heaviest. Uh, But my father passed away because of complications with his diabetes. I became diabetic shortly after he passed away. And I wanted to take my health a lot more seriously. So now I'm down to uh, 185 pounds. Congratulations, bro. 100 so it's uh, you holding tight you holding tight yeah yeah how do you do it how do you do it man on the ship like that like i'm sure that you know on the ship being Uh, on those cruise ships control it's all portion (laughs) control you've got you have to uh burn more than you consume yeah that's the only way you have to work at a calorie deficit and that's what i've done for years (laughs) yeah wow everywhere but the beard (laughs) i know i was gonna compliment you by the way on the absolutely like phenomenal beard action you got going on oh bro i grow it here because i can't grow it here so you know life's about choices and trade-offs it is i love that man i love that um i love your sorcerer by the way if you guys are are, are watching if you're not uh eric wears a, a sweatshirt that says sorcerer on it um with that hoodie yeah so i am a huge i mean like huge fan of marvel and one of my favorite Marvel superheroes is Doctor Strange. Yeah. I'm also really into streetwear, you know, high-end fashion and all sure, that yeah. stuff. One of my favorite brands is Supreme. So this is based on the Supreme box logo. Oh, okay. The Sorcerer makes this a Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I'm with for Doctor Strange. I so like it's just, a, you know, one yes, of those things. Man, he's sharp too. <laughs> well, you don't you don't go to Cornell and not be super sharp, man. So like, so well, you know, I always tell people I'm the best in my price range. <laughs> <laughs> how so how did so um i mean i love i love how you got into magic man so real quick let me back it up like who was eric before magic right i mean were you you, you said you were you were gotten into cornell to study yeah. got was it engineering structural structural engineering, engineering. and that's yeah and that that's a very specific type of thing um and and that's a lucrative thing as well. I mean, structural engineering is a very it, lucrative it, career it path as well. It probably would have been. I always go back and I say to myself, what would have happened had I gone through college, gotten my engineering degree, had tenure at some some company? I feel like I'd probably be on my second divorce and I'd be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, three kids deep. Not traveling not, the world. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very fulfilled. I'm blessed to be able to do what I love for a living. Um, not everyone can, you know, work for themselves. Uh, so it's, I, I wake up every day, thankful and grateful. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. How, so, so during the time that you were with, um, I guess, you know, take me to the process real quick of like, you know, you, you see, you, you see David Blaine perform and something just clicked, huh? I mean, something just in you just clicked and said, I want to, I got to try that. Well, to really quickly take it back to to how I was prior to, uh, you know, getting into magic, I was, I would have to say that I was really socially awkward. I'm still a little socially awkward. I'm what they call an extroverted introvert. Um, but I, I, what I really found so special about David was how he was able to completely control an audience. He was able to be himself, but still was a likable character that everyone could relate to. I was envious of that and how he used magic as the gateway to getting to know all of these people individually, even though he was performing on stage. And I said, I want to be that guy. Um, and then, you know, to be just a little bit vain, I also wanted to use the pickup girls. Sure. Yeah. So, hey, nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, and, no, any any of us, any any, I swear, any of us guys that were performers, whether whether whatever it was we performed in, right? There was there was always a little bit of that that was like, you had to help pick up chicks. Like, yeah, you got you got to do something to get that, that little. <laughs> right, that guy, I'm not I'm not a football player. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not a star basketball player. Maybe theater. <laughs> yes, I can do this. All right, that I, <laughs> exactly, you know? exactly. So you know, uh, it was it was a great opportunity for me. Uh, one of the things that I learned early on was how to make people care about you instead of the magic. There's uh. an old saying, it's the singer, not the song. 10 people can sing the exact same song, but they're all gonna put their own inflection, their tone, their personality into it. And that's what people are gonna gravitate towards. Cause if they like you, they'll like what you do. Yeah. And once I learned that, I was able to put that into a little box uh, to keep for myself. So that as I was creating magic, creating acts, creating shows, uh, the forefront was always about making human connections. That's amazing. So, so yeah. So was that part of? So I love that man. Like I love that. Is that part of, um, of your process? Like as you were growing, right? Was that yeah. something that like you know, like you learned from David and you had like sessions with, or was there a point where you like kind of had to? Because I I imagine like you said, there could be a point where you're really good at magic, but maybe you haven't quite got that that stage presence, that, that stage right. me down, right? How long yeah. did it take for you to like, and how much did you have to really practice at that stage part, creating that stage presence? Bro, I'm still working at it. I'm 23 <laughs> years in and I learned something every single show, not only about how to perform, but I learned something about me. Yeah. I learned about things that I can do better to be a better person, how I can make more meaningful connections, how I can make my tricks more empowering to audiences. Wow. Um, that's something that I still strive to do every day. And I'll, I don't think it's a process that'll ever stop. I love that. I think once I stop, I stop growing. I love that, man. No, 100%. Like that's, and you know, that's a common theme I've found as, as I've spoken with, you know, um, artists that we've had on the show and, and, and others too. I mean, entrepreneurs basically, right? I always like, I, I, my thing is like arts, artists are entrepreneurs really deep down yes. too. Like a lot of artists are entrepreneurs. Um, and that that sense that you're always trying to grow, man. Always, you know, always trying to to improve and, and fix the and not fix, fix is the wrong word, but improve upon things. Um, yeah, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. So how many how many tricks would you say right now you have in your repertoire? That's a really hard question to a answer. And the reason I say that it's hard to answer is because I know how to do thousands. Oh. <laughs> I can see a piece of magic that someone else is doing and will know step by step how they went through that process wow. and know all the modus operandi. So I know how the trick is done. Uh, but there's a big difference between knowing how something is done and being proficient at it. Yeah. Um, in the show that you're going to see um, on the 28th, I think I am doing uh, somewhere between 10 and 11 different pieces of magic within that 70 minute show. Wow. Um, but I know maybe twice that, that I, that I perform on a regular basis. Um, one of my, one of my old mentors, a guy named Jeff McBride said to do one thing well, mm -hmm. uh, and you should practice that one thing and do, do it better than anyone else on the planet. And the one thing that I do better than anyone else on the planet is I am able to perform magic with money. Oh. Not Bitcoin, but money. And I'm going to show <laughs> a couple of really cool examples of that uh, in the show uh, that I think you're really going to enjoy. Uh oh, dangerous. That's, that's, that's dangerous. Hide your money. 
How, oh, don't, just don't tell me what pocket it's in because then I'll, I'll, I've got access. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So like, so that's, so would you say, so yes, yeah, so you were saying the one, so that that's one of your areas that you feel you've really focused on is, is tricks that have to do with, with money. Now, are we talking coins? Are we talking dollars? Or should I, I don't want to spoil it. I guess we should, I don't want to spoil it for people. If, if it spins, I can manipulate it. <laughs> but one of the things that, that I- That sounds I'm like really the stock market. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, that would be cool, too. <laughs> but one of the things that I specialize in, and I'll talk about this during the show at all as well, is uh, I, I can anything that I can fit into my hands, I can manipulate even something like this little ring. I hope you guys can see that at home for those watching. Uh, if I was to take the ring off the finger, I can create the illusion that I can also get it to jump back onto what? the hand without the hands ever coming close to one <laughs> Bill's done, man. Bill's like flipping out. That's amazing. All right, we got to go to break. That was amazing. Right before the break, we'll be right back with more Eric Jones. Know the scene. That was great. <laughs> All right, we are back, back on Know the Scene with a really, really fun show today, guys, with Mr. Eric Jones, magician and performer, comedian in a way, too. Yeah, um, everything. Every, yeah, you know, you're a funny guy. You seem like you're a funny guy. Um, um, a showman, a true, a true showman um, here today. Excited to have Eric. We've been having a great time. A little magic. We'll talk about his, his, uh, his journey and career. Um, so, so... Eric, I'd like to talk a little bit in this section before, and just so everyone knows, we're going to talk a little bit, and then we're going to do a little bit more magic. So, again, get that, if you zoom on your computer, turn on your computer and watch. Um, so, so you do, you, you train under David, I'm sorry, train under David Blaine, maybe that's the wrong word, you know, but, um, but you know, you work, work with it. David, where, yeah, work, work with them, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, study and everything and, and, and have a great career. How do you end up on, Tell me about your journey of some of the highlights, some of the things you mentioned. I mean, I see your, you know, we talked about your your plaque back there, your your statue you got for Fool and Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah. Right? You did yeah, America's yeah. Got Talent. Like, what were those? Tell me a little bit through those experiences. Like, what were those like? How 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 were they for you as a performer to go through? So the, the reason that I ended up going through these situations is completely different than I expected. Um, as a, a person who was performing uh, behind bars and nightclubs, uh, tableside and restaurants, I would perform for small groups of people. And I got really good at that. And I found that because I didn't have any media, any press, um, I wasn't able to get the rates that I felt I should be getting. Sure. So I went on to uh, a couple of television shows in America just to get that press. Right. Uh, one of the shows was a show called um, Wizard Wars that had Penn and Teller on the show as judges. And the idea is that a couple of magicians get together, two teams of magicians, and the judges give you a couple of random props and you have to take these props and create an act. Whoever gets the best act, wins and they get a chance to challenge the judges. Uh, so I went on that show with my good friend, Joshua Masato, who's a, a fellow Philadelphian. And, and they remembered me when um, they were looking for people to audition for a show called Fool Us, oh, cool. which is where magicians go on to the show uh, that's hosted by Penn and Teller. And your goal as the magician is to try to use your favorite piece of magic to fool them. If you do, you get a, a really cool trophy just like this. And yeah. I got really lucky and fooled them. But I didn't go on to the show 
expecting to fool them. I went on again just to get a quick piece of media that I could use to try to raise my rates. And I got lucky. Uh, the video went a little viral. Um, I got a lot of traction. I was able to get a lot of good corporate work out of that. And I was then approached by America's Got Talent. America's oh, Got nice. Talent said, you know, we saw you on this Penn and Teller show. We can tell that you can handle yourself in front of a crowd. Uh, what we would like to do is rather than putting you in the general cattle calls, which is whether you go up to a big civic center or a big arena right. with thousands of people and they audition for some of the producers of the show. And then if you get if your good audition uh, happens there, then they allow you to go to the live shows, uh, well, well, the recorded shows that are filmed with the um, the celebrity judges. Sure. But because I'd done so well on the Fula show, they said, we won't put you through the cattle call. We'll give you an opportunity to be on television. We won't say that you'll get through, but we'll give you the opportunity to do what you do in front of all four of the celebrity judges. If you do well, then we'll go from there. And I'm like, oh, cool. This is going to be amazing. So even if I just get 10 or 15 seconds yeah. to say, as seen on America's Got Talent, done. then that's great. That's more than I've, I've done in the last 10 years. Let's make it work. And it just so happened that they they enjoyed it enough to allow me to go to the judge cuts, um, even though Simon Cowell uh, didn't like my first act. He said <laughs> the magic was good, but he says, we're looking for a million dollar act. I don't think you're it. Oh. And he, what he was looking for was more bravado. Uh, because I'm an extroverted introvert, I'm a little bit more subdued, a little sure. bit more chill. I'm not screaming to the bleachers yeah. trying to get people to pay attention. I want you to lean in and listen to what I have to say. Right. Um, so he gave me a no. The other three judges gave me a yes, but it was enough to get me through to the judge cuts. And my entire judge cut uh, audition was made to make Simon Cowell like me. And that's the reason why I smashed the buzzer to find the card that uh, Chris Hardwick, the uh, guest judge, signed. Um, and the card was found inside. And that video went completely viral. That's amazing. And that's what got me into the live round so that America could judge me. And it led to me being the top in the top 12 out of 350 apps. Wow. That's amazing, man. Congratulations. So like, yeah, so that's a, that's a big, um, obviously like, like you said, I mean, getting to have those opportunities is big for the, with the resume in a way, right? Of course, like, and get yeah. you those media pieces, like you said, and exposure, uh, and tags that can help you book those, you know, book those next gigs. Um, I want to keep, I want to make sure I'm mindful of time. Um, do we need to, is, is it time bill? All right. I think it's time. All right. We, we're going to, let's do some, let's do some magic. Warm up them hands. All right. So this entire time, before the show started, I placed an envelope right here. Inside of this envelope, as you can see, uh, there is a single playing card. That is going to be my commitment, Justin, to your individual astonishment. I'm not going to touch it until the end. That's my promise to you. We're going to start with the a deck of playing cards. Now I need you to know that each and every one of the cards that I am holding, they are all different. That's gonna mean something in just a moment. I've taken the liberty though of placing uh, two kings, two black kings here on top of the deck. I'm gonna leave those sitting there. Now, Justin, uh, if it's okay, as I go through the cards, I just want you to say the word stop at any time and wherever you say stop, that'll be your card. Stop. Now that's why I heard stop. Is that okay if we stay here? Yeah, or would you yeah, like to yeah. Drop a few That's cards? your choice. No, we can stop there. Okay, so I'll leave that card aside. Let's see what you got. Ooh, that is a really good card. The King of Hearts. 
Now, the truth of the matter is I cheat for a living. So I could have another King of Hearts just like this somewhere in the deck. But Justin, if it's okay with you, what I'd love to do is ask you a couple of personal questions and I'll place the answer to those questions here on this card. That way, even if I had another card just like it, it wouldn't have your unique information on it, making it the only card like it on the planet. Justin, does that sound cool? Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, let, let me ask you a, a first uh, initial question. Um, do you happen to have a middle name? Yes. What is your middle name? Albert. 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 Uh, are you named after anyone in your family or? My middle name is. Fans of Fat Albert? Yeah. My middle, my middle name is a tradition, firstborn son. Middle name is oh, Albert. Oh, nice. So for several traditions, um, several generations. Yes, Albert I'm, I'm ending it because I had a daughter. So no more tradition <laughs> for me. Well, it could be Alberta. <laughs> good, good point. No. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, is it okay if I dig a little bit deeper? Yes, sir. Excellent. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, did you happen to have any siblings growing up? Yes. Brothers, sisters, how many do you have? Uh, there are four of us total, so I have three siblings. Four total, and where do you where are you in the in the line? I'm the eldest. You're the oldest. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so, out of the three younger siblings, who's your favorite? <laughs> I'm on the radio, you're sir. Not, I can't say that. Did you and me here? Do I really have to say that? Yeah. yeah oh just, man. They're not, they're not listening. They're not, they're All right, I'm gonna make up. Uh, I'm gonna make up. No, uh, I'm gonna say Crandrew. Crandrew. <laughs> That's your, you, is that your, really your brother's no, name? No, no, I combined two, two of the names of my brothers. Oh, oh okay, so you cheated. Okay, yes, I... I get it. Crandrew, okay? <laughs> I've got that here. Crandrew. 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 That's cute, that's cute. <laughs> So when they watch this back, they're going to yeah, that, see, yeah, Crandrew. that's what I'm saying. When they watch it back, I don't got to get in trouble. They're going to say, "Mom didn't tell us something." That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and also, if you don't mind, uh, just just for the the purposes of this particular experiment, uh, what are the last four digits of your social security number? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to make make that up. <laughs> oh, you're going to make something else up. We we were getting off to such a good start. <laughs> yeah. You, me, and Cranger. I know. I know. You're pulling that Philly magic on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are those last four? Three. 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 Seven. Seven. Nine. Nine. Niner. Complete lie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we'll go with. Yes. So there's absolutely no way that I would have known that you were going to choose the King of Hearts. There's no way that I would have known your real middle well, is, is that really your middle it name? It is really my middle name. Okay, because everything else is a lie. I don't, I know, I don't know. I know, I know. No, no, the Crandrew is not a lie. It's just a combination. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so there's no way I would have known any of this information. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Are you a, a fan at all of science? Uh, yeah, if, when I have to be. Excellent. Then let me know this. Have you ever heard the saying before that matter cannot be created or destroyed? Yes. You have. Excellent. Have you also heard that it can't occupy two places at once? Absolutely. Folks, I want not only Justin, but everyone at home to keep your eyes on all three of those cards, especially Justin's King of Hearts. I'm going to do this in super slow motion so that you don't miss a thing. Watch as that card... Completely vanishes, what? leaving what? nothing in my hands. 
But remember at the very beginning of this, I said that I had placed a single playing card inside of an envelope that's been sitting here since before this interview started. And I mentioned I would not touch it until the very end. You did. Yeah, she went actually. Yes. So and you guys could go back and watch from the very beginning that card that's been sitting there the whole entire interview. It has been here the entire time. Yes. But this, my friends, is the end. Wouldn't it be incredible if inside of this envelope, this single playing card, wouldn't it be incredible if this was just in your king of hearts with your middle name, the amalgamation of two of your brother's <laughs> name and your fake social security number? Wouldn't that be incredible? Yes, it would absolutely be incredible. Well, today is a what? good day. What? That is crazy. I can't. Off the what? show. Get off the show. Get out of my house. This is witchcraft. That's amazing. Get out of my house. Like literally, that's been sitting there. Sorry, Bill. Bill's over here. Bill loves our show, by the way. Not that all the shows on this radio station aren't great, but Bill's like, guys, I don't like this is this is awesome. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you, brother. That was Thank absolutely you. amazing. How cool, man. So I'm so hey, I, yeah, dude. I'm like I said, this is I'm so glad I get to I get to chat with people like you. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go to a break and we're gonna come back with the final session here with Eric. Tickets are on sales now, guys. Come on, go get them tickets now if you're not already got them. Know the scene. Come right back. All right, we're back. Our last session right now with Eric Jones. Just so much fun today, man. Again, I can't. I know I did it during the break, but I gotta do it on air, man. Just thank you so much um, for coming oh. on the show, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to hanging out with everybody this weekend. Uh, just thank you for having me, man. Seriously. Yes, thank you. Been a great joy chatting with you today, hearing your story. You know, something I want to talk about before we in this in this last segment, and then we'll I think Eric might have a little bit more more uh, magic for us is. Um, so, oh, sorry. Before we do this, by the way, if anyone's listening right now and would like the chance at at tickets to this weekend's show with Eric Jones at Kane Center for the Arts, you can call in this last segment, 844-STUDIO-4. That's 844-788-3464. And talk to Bill. And if you have a question for Mr. Eric, you can get on, on air real quick and ask him a question, and then we'll get you some tickets to this weekend's show. So call in sometime during this segment, 844-788-3464. Um, so while we're waiting on the phones to ring, um, Eric, one thing that I was, I was saying in the break is I'd love to hear from a business side for a minute. How do you balance out in, in your career path right now? Because you have an agent, right, who, who, who helps book your shows and everything. I mean, you're on Disney Cruise Lines. It seems like pretty... I mean, is that like your regular gig at this point? Like it keeps you really, really busy? Um, Disney takes up literally half of my year, 26 weeks a year uh, since 2017. That's and, amazing. Um, they, they have treated me very well. Um, I, I've gotten really good, consistent work out of them. I've been able to, they've given me a platform to grow as an artist. And it's been, it's been invaluable. Um, but the way I, I really balance things is through my manager. I found a good mm. manager, a guy named Tim Grable with the Grable Group, yeah. and he's been kind enough to show me the ropes of the business because prior to him, I was doing it all myself. Uh, I was booking everything. I was booking all the travel. I spoke to the clients, did everything. Uh, and having someone in your corner, like a good manager, um, is probably the best investment you can make in yourself if you are an artist, uh, especially a, a guy like me who's a magician. Um, 
the truth of the matter is I remember my father telling me when I was much younger, son, hire people or put people in positions to work with you who are smarter than you. Yeah. Never be the smartest person in the room. Right. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Uh, so because my father said that, I, I definitely have people like uh, Tim, my manager, who are able to do things that I can't. So I don't have to worry about um, a lot of where my booking's coming from. I no longer have to negotiate rates. Uh, all I have to do for the most part uh, is make sure that I stay healthy enough to be able to do the shows and constantly evolve the show so that yeah. it gets better uh, and that I get better as an artist. That's and awesome. For the most part, my manager takes care of everything so I don't have to. Do you have it's a favorite arrangement? Do you have a favorite type of, of, of venue? I've never been asked that question before. Aha! I would have to say no. I think every type of venue has both its own benefits and its own challenges. Uh, the larger venues are great because if the audience is lively, it makes you feel like a rock star. Yeah. But it limits the kind of magic that I can do because even if I have a camera and I have the huge screens and all of that stuff, right. not everything plays well for a camera because it's like doing tv uh when you're doing that so i have to limit the kind of magic i can share then with the small venues um if i only have a certain amount of people if they don't all come together as an audience then they're kind of fragmented and it, it, it has its own challenges so no i wouldn't say that i have a particular venue i enjoy overcoming the challenges that each type of venue brings and that's kind of neat about about the disney gig too and only because i saw you in both spaces like i saw you in their big in their big theater and then saw you in their intimate club you know club club space later even at that night club space is for, for 400 people gosh i didn't realize so it was that big yeah wow yeah, yeah. More like 350 i apologize no I it's, it's about but, 350. wow i didn't even think it was i didn't even think it was that big and both shows were phenomenal and you did different things for each show too which is like yeah. I could see exactly what you're saying with that. Um, you know, we actually have another act coming in the spring. We're announcing our spring season this coming uh, Thursday at Kane Center, by the way, little plug. But um, we're bringing in an act called Buckets and Boards. Oh, and, I um, love Buckets and Boards. I, they, they said they knew you. They said that, yeah, they were, they were like, we're big fans of Eric, man. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I've been working with Buckets and Boards for about four years now. And I think they're out in uh, Branson, yes. Missouri. And uh, they are, if, if for guys who don't know who they are, they're like percussionists, but they like play, they tap dance, they play, they play the flute out of their nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they literally crazy. play buckets uh, with, with drumsticks and they're, and they're hilarious. I was they're telling someone it was hilarious. like, it's kind of like Smothers Brothers like modern day modern mixed with like the blue man group like you know what i mean it's kind of my vibe like it was like i got from them yeah but that's so cool that like y'all had it because they did disney cruises too and that you guys had that little bit yeah. of that camaraderie there i thought was neat yeah, um so incredible so what's next on the plate man for eric jones i mean obviously kane center's coming you got your convention in in the next week but like what what else is what what could people be on the lookout for from you uh, so what I would always suggest people do is follow me on social media uh, at Eric Jones Magic. I'll throw my social media right here. I, I hope you guys can see it. Oh, it's a block a little yeah, bit, but I'll, I'll throw it up it. again at the end. Um, oh, boom. There we go. Boom. Um, so, yeah, follow me at Eric Jones Magic on all the social media platforms, every place on the interweb. Um, and, I, and I follow back. Um, I post where I'm going to be publicly uh, every month. 
so that you always know what's on my calendar. Um, I, I do quite a bit of corporate, so that's those are private events, uh, as are you know birthday parties, anniversaries, those types of celebrations. So um, any place that I'm public where you can come buy tickets to come see me, I post that every single month. But if you follow me on social media, uh, but I do have quite a quite a full schedule yeah. until February. Um, so I don't have a lot of room for any other engagements, one or two dates in December, but outside of that, I've been very blessed, very fortunate, uh, that life and, and work has kept me pretty busy. Is but again, of, follow me on the social medias and, uh, you'll be able to see everything where you might be able to come see me. Is one of those dates a wedding? Uh, no. I know, sorry. I know you mentioned you were, you had a fiance. So I was, is yeah. one of those dates, your, your wedding coming up? No, that's 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 in the future. In the future, got it. Being astral projected. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see. All right, got it. That is in the future. In the future, future. <laughs> got to keep busy right now, working, man. I love it. I love it. What? Um. So so also help people understand. I mean, I know people. Hopefully, have been if you've been listening, been watching. You got a little bit of a peek, but uh, without giving away too much. Again, tell folks kind of what what is a show. As I said, this is the first time we presented anything like this in this community, in these areas, right um, here north of just just north of Charlotte. What um, what can people expect, man? What what what? Man, well, it's a magic show. What does that mean? You know, like what what can they expect from an Eric Jones show? So if you've never seen magic live and in person, then you're used to watching it either on television or from the small screen on your phone. So when you're watching magic like that for the first time, you're saying to yourself he's got something up his sleeve. He's got someone involved, like they're a stooge, they're in on it. Uh, but the show that you're going to see at the Kane Center for the Arts on the 28th, uh, you'll be able to take part in each illusion, illusion. You'll be able to get a behind the scenes look at some of the pieces of magic. Oh, cool. You'll be able to see that there are no uh, stooges. There's no trick photography, uh, nothing but sleight of hand with my 10 fingers, a little cunning, a little creativity, a little bit of humor to help keep you from seeing all the stuff that's going on. <laughs> so if you're the kind of person who who absolutely loves magic, you can't get enough of it, you're a big fan of magic, please show up to the show. It's going to be absolutely amazing. If you're one of those people who's a skeptic and says magic isn't real, I also encourage you to come to the show and do your best to catch me. Oh, man, just drop the gauntlet. <laughs> he said it. He said, catch me. He said, do it. Catch me. I catch love me that, man. Can. I love that. He said, he said, catch me. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. I'm excited. Hey, and is it is it a family-friendly show? 100%. Um, all of the shows that I do, even when I work in comedy clubs, they're family-friendly, like a dry bar comedy club. Um, there's no blue humor. There's no politics. Uh, it's just very clean fun that you can, br you can bring, whether you're three or 83, everyone's going to have a good time. I love that, man. I think we could all use a little, all use a little disconnect from all the politics and everything around seem to work our way into everything now right so it's yeah man it's a good it's good to not so i'm gonna uh, that's all i'm gonna say about it because i don't even want to work it in i don't even want to work it in um awesome so we got a great show eric jones again this weekend kane center for the arts get your tickets guys kanearts.org c-a-i-n-a-r-t-s.org bring your kids bring your neighbor's kids bring your neighbors bring your bring your mom and them as we say down here, down south, bring your mom and them. Um, and just come have a great time. Eric, I cannot thank you enough. We got just like, what, a minute, a minute left about? 
minute and a half. Sorry, I've been vamping. I've been vamping a little bit here. Um, so, uh, so yeah, thank you again, Eric, um, for, for doing the show, man. It's great hearing your journey, um, hearing about kind of how you've taken this thing that inspired you. Like seeing, seeing a performer that, that inspired you, taking that, learning it, studying it yourself, you know, and growing it into what is, is really, man, again, an impressive, impressive career um, that I'm a fan of. Uh, I'm excited to see where you go with it. We're excited to have you this weekend. Um, and, uh, and I hope folks will, will come out also next week, guys on the show, um, on the show next week, we are going to have, um, Chatham County line here on Tuesday to promote their show for next weekend. We got right at 30 seconds left. Eric, you get the last word. So again, guys, I really appreciate you allowing me to hang out with you here on the show today. Make sure that you buy your tickets because you're going to be able to see really cool magic with me, Eric Jones. The date, of course, is October 28th <laughs> at 8 p.m. Make sure you come hang out. Peace and out. God uh, bless. That's it. That's <laughs> it. God bless, everyone. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you this Saturday. KSFR's Eric Jones. Come get some magic on. Let's go, guys. <laughs>